Vancouver Bitcoiners with Leo Weiss, Merchant Maps using BTC Maps. All right, so let's get into our next speaker. I was really fortunate uh, at, at a recent um, meetup to, to run into our next speaker and uh, had a quick little uh, chat with him. Uh, it was a busy night, and so uh, I, I thought, this is really fortuitous, and we got yakking about what's happening in this space. And uh, little did I know that I was, uh, I'm not going to blow smoke here, but I, I was in the presence of somebody, uh, you know, pretty heavy. And uh, Leo Weiss, he is uh, the technical content lead, get that title correct, uh, for Lightning Labs. And if you've been following the space, you know that, I mean, that's one of the top three, is it not? And correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's only three, and uh, we, 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 anyways, we'll, we'll save that for another time. These guys are a big deal. They are making incredible uh, strides in the space, and uh, Leo tonight is going to talk about that. We'll wait till the, the siren goes by before we bring him up. But also, uh, Leo is a, a, what did we say, a long-time Hong Kong Bitcoiner. So, uh, a Pacific Rim associate now here in Vancouver, right on. So, uh, I, he, he's probably got lots to add, and uh, think about some questions after this, because we're going to have some good time, so you can, uh, you can bring up uh, some, some questions to, to Leo. But meanwhile, why don't we uh, get you going, and you're going to talk about the commercial aspect, and, and so I won't steal any of it, yeah. but this is how you spend Bitcoin and uh, in Lightning. So, yeah. right on. Welcome, Leo Weeks. Cool. Thanks for the introduction. Thanks for seeing on short notice. And always quite happy to have, like, yeah, fresh voices, fresh opinions. Um, great to hear your story. Um, if any of you, um, maybe you weren't just prepared just now, um, when, the, when Father, Father Hodel, uh, <laughs> the reverend, uh, asked you to speak out. Um, but we very much um, appreciate, like, a variety of opinions and voices up here. Uh, so if you do have something to say, even if it's um, related to my talk or related to um, BitDevs, um, um, then please just contact us um, or spontaneously speak up. Um, who here has uh, bought something in a store with Bitcoin? So not online, but like in a store. Okay, that's, that's quite a few of us. Um, I do enjoy spending Bitcoin. Um, mainly because every transaction feels like you're liberating yourself. Every transaction feels like, um, yeah, it, it, it almost feels uh, a bit like uh, losing shackles. Um, that's quite the opposite feeling I get from like using a, using a credit card or um, even um, my second preferred payment of method, uh, the cash. Um, there's something there's something very unique about um, a peer-to-peer -peer electronic payment um, <laughs> that like costs pretty much no fees. It's done instantly um, and cannot really be censored or surveyed by by anybody. Um, but um, what I want to talk about is how do we actually find these places? How do we learn where can we spend our sats? Um, we're still a little bit in that stage where it is rare to find a shop that accepts Bitcoin. Um, it is rare to make a Bitcoin transaction even in person, even if you are getting paid in Bitcoin, even if you are um, living your entire um, life on Bitcoin. Um, then by number of transactions, especially by number of transactions that you're doing in person, it's probably going to be mainly card or mainly cash. Um, so how do we find out about um, shops um, that accept cash or shops that accept um, cards, right? Usually we just assume they do. We just go around, we know 
Uh, either we know where we're going, or we know what we want, or we're just wandering the streets. And uh, unless there's a big sign at the entrance um, that says we don't accept cash or we don't accept card, um, then we kind of assume they accept both and everything. Um, but um, it hasn't always been like this, right? How did the early credit card uh, companies um, get their members? Uh, the first credit cards were usually members clubs. Um, either they evolved from things like, um, like um, department stores, they would have their frequent buyers kind of like grouped together to like a members club and said, if you're a frequent buyer, if you regularly come to this department store to buy, uh, we're just going to let you pay later, right? And then you had a little membership card that just allowed you to, um, yeah, um, write it up. Um, diners club, um, they were a membership club um, for, for certain restaurants. And so for these kind of systems, um, it was a, it was a, it was a, relatively small group of people. It was relatively, um, yeah, uh, also a rare thing to do. Um, but um, they had their own, they, had, they used these membership groups as distribution channels. And of course, in the Bitcoin community, we do something similarly here. Um, we are a bit, of a, a bit of a members club, even though the doors are open, even though anybody can join. Um, but we do um, promote uh, businesses that accept Bitcoin. We might hold events at places that accept Bitcoin, or we might point out um, that certain, um, yeah, that you can buy something um, with Bitcoin. Um, um, we might um, have um, partners like Bull Bitcoin that do point out where can you spend your Bitcoin, what can you actually do with it. Um, but if we want to really scale this, then it has to go beyond word of mouth. Um, and if we want to scale this, then we also want to scale it in a way that's like um, really properly done, that like um, adheres to our values, that adheres to the principles of an open network and open source and permissionless innovation, um, because we don't really want to compromise on these values, even when it comes to something like um, uh, a merchant directory. Um, so uh, there are existing, what are the existing merchant directories like outside of Bitcoin? Like the most popular ones are probably Yelp, um, they're probably Google Maps, that's how people find where to go or what to do or um, that's maybe even how people nowadays find like, Google Maps like a, an ATM nearby um, and these kind of directories could theoretically also um, enable Bitcoin payments. They could have a field in Yelp right where you as a business, you, if Yelp sends out an email to all the restaurants and asks them if you accept Bitcoin or not and you can, the, the merchant uh, owner or whoever maintains the listing can just say yes or no and that gets added to the database and then you as a user you can go to um, yelp.com and just say show me all the restaurants that serve filter um, yeah yeah to, uh, as a filter yeah, yeah. Um, and I think um, I think Yelp had that actually at some point um, it just uh, didn't really catch on um, we had um, a bit of a, a side story like Bitcoin there were probably more merchants accepting Bitcoin in, in 2014 than there are now. Um, and often um, that's a bit to how Bitcoin developed, right? And uh, we know that a lot of people are still a bit upset about how that happened. But that's the, the one way forward. And so here we are with a new um, payment network that is actually now made for payments, the Lightning Network. That has actually like, functioned relatively well for how to um, do these quick, instantaneous um, final settlement uh, payments that also has a, have a good user experience, but we kind of have to go again from scratch um, on evangelizing businesses and getting people signed up with wallets and um, even payment processors like 
bit pay, right? They have to invest quite a bit of effort to um, to like enable these new payment networks. Um, so what I'm um, what I'm leading onto um, is yeah, I'll move over to the to the this kind of the introductory presentation, right? Um, is that if we want to if we want this to adhere to our values and adhere to our principles, um, then why don't we use something like OpenStreetMaps as a source of truth, as a directory? Um, because it already exists, it already has traction, um, it actually is also, um, yeah, it is also kind of um, bound by the same dilemmas that general open source software is. Um, with Wikipedia, we have like a collaborative open um, encyclopedia um, that really has kind of like replaced all encyclopedias. Um, with OpenStreetMaps, no, we're not quite there yet. OpenStreetMaps is an open source wiki style um, source for maps um, and so it relies somewhat on volunteers depending on which uh, country you're in you might also have like governments kind of like publishing their um, their official map data in data that is compatible with OpenStreetMaps you might also have private entities kind of maintaining um, this for them you might have enthusiasts um, if you look at a map like Japan, you're going to immediately notice that Japan is absolutely lush with rail enthusiasts because the, the, the level of detail on their railway systems on the open street maps is just like outstripping all imagination. Um, in other places, um, it's not so developed. Um, often, I think it's really fascinating how kind of Google and Apple have kind of their own proprietary maps that are incredibly well developed, especially when it comes to merchant data, um, especially when it comes to things like traffic or public transit. Um, but um, because of the inability to compete with Google and Apple now, the one way to break this du duopoly for a lot of um, companies like Bing or like Facebook is actually not to build their own map competitors, but rather to contribute to something like OpenStreetMaps. Um, and so we using OpenStreetMaps as a way for Bitcoiners to record which places accept Bitcoin is not exactly a new idea either. Um, in 2000, that was roughly 2013, um, that CoinMap, uh, which was later, um, was I don't know if it was formally acquired by Trezor, if it was always like a Trezor side project, um, but um, it, uh, it's, it began also by providing an easy editor or providing easy interface for OpenStreet data. Um, on OpenStreetMaps, you can see that a little bit here. Um, you have um, any kind of, anything that exists is either like a map or a line, right? A border is a bit of a line, a, a street is a line, um, and then there are points. Um, like everything is either a line or a point. Um, and so now we can create points and we can associate these points with tags so that um, when you have map software um, that is interpret these tags in a meaningful way. Is this point now a bench? Is this point now a store? Or is this point now a, um, a bus stop? And things like this. So we use these kind of tags and these are the, the tags that we now use to have either existing places or new places to signal to the world um, that they take Bitcoin. And this is something that 
um, is actually relatively easy to do. This is something that you don't need programming knowledge for, and it's something that I can encourage you all to um, to look up at some point. You can go to openstreetmaps.org. Um, you can generate an account. Theoretically, it's also still possible to um, edit anonymously um, and to just look at the map of how it looks around you. Um, you can add uh, features if you believe, for example, that this park bench that exists is not on the map. You can add it. You can go into incredibly small details, such as where is the fire hydrant. Um, I've, for uh, personally, I found it useful in the past um, to be like on a on a large parking lot and know exactly where the pay machine is, right? Because you can record that kind of information on the map. Mm -hmm. um, and so now you can you can add features. You can say the place downstairs for me is not recorded on the map. I would like to record it. And actually, I've orange pilled them. So I'm going to add these tags that will allow then um, a service that will pretty much allow anybody um, to pick up this information in like a uh, as a filter. Um, so what kind of the Open Maps community agree to is currency XBT equals yes. Um, they like to use the, the ISO, that XBT is kind of the, the official compliant way of saying BTC um, because when they set up the standard for how to name currencies, they said currencies need to have all three digit uh, codes uh, and um, government currencies get to use the full spectrum and private currencies have to start with an X. Uh, somebody at some point came up with that and so there's a bit of a, um, like BitMEX for example also prefers to use XBT over BTC. Um, if you have any kind of uh, large established exchange that needs to comply with these codes, um, especially like, um, uh, what is a good example, like uh, um, ICE, right, Inter Inter Intercontinental Exchange, they also have Bitcoin futures now, they would also use XBT. So this kind of tag now signals to the world, here's a place that accepts Bitcoin. Um, but Bitcoin is just a currency, right? Um, and, and Bitcoin, um, so now you accept Bitcoin payments, um, but how do you actually pay? Um, and so we use different tags for these. Um, the most popular ones are on-chain, and you say yes, no, do you accept it, right? If it's, you can also leave it out instead of a no, um, it's just a bit of a, um, it removes a bit of an ambiguity rather than saying, I do not know if they accept on-chain payments rather than I know they don't. Um, lightning equals yes, uh, lightning contactless, it's kind of the NFC one, um, and um, relatively useless to have uh, to keep when it comes to maintaining data is uh, when did you upload this. Um, the, I think this also opens up a couple of interesting questions of like how exactly is our Bitcoin payment experience going to uh, develop in the future. Um, especially once you have wallets such as Cash App in the US, right? With Cash App in the US, theoretically, you can pay any kind of lightning invoice without having Bitcoin. Um, so now you can also do the opposite. You can receive through the lightning network without really having Bitcoin. Simply uh, Strike is another good example of uh, somebody of an app that you just connect to your bank account, um, but now you can pay any lightning invoice that you've presented and the money is just being kind of credited from uh, kind of debited from your bank account. Um, so maybe in the future, um, a lot of people will use Lightning that way, or maybe um, a business that wants to, um, maybe a business does not want to accept Bitcoin because they don't know what it is, they don't care about it, but they have a payment processor that happens to also um, handle Lightning invoices. Um, 
and um, maybe in the future we have these kind of situations where you have a user that uses Cash App and doesn't really know what Bitcoin is. All they know is that if there's a lightning um, symbol at the door, they can use their Cash App to pay. Um, and a business that says, um, we want Canadian dollars in our bank account, um, but we know that we can put up this uh, lightning uh, symbol to signal to people that will pay. Um, so I think um, the system is relatively um, like future-proof, and even if Bitcoin like, develops into like it's slightly different directions, um, I have. It's also uh, so. There's one. So now we have this pure data, right? So now we're we're at this the stage where we have gone around. We've we've tagged all the businesses, every place that we know that accepts Bitcoin. We've kind of like added this information, um, but it's still just a database. It's still still just like raw data. Um, so now, how do we turn this into something um, that's like useful, um, something that actually helps us discover places? And because it is an open database, because it is open source, um, it is relatively easy to build up on top of it. Um, you can uh, you can make a you can clone this database. You can clone this database either just locally or globally, uh, depending on how much uh, storage and bandwidth you have. Um, you can run queries on top of it. You can um, for example, only show places that um, accept Lightning, or you can only show places that accept NFC, or you can only show places that accept Lightning and have been surveyed within the last year, um, and things like this. And so there's one, um, there's one company that I'd like to highlight. I think it works if I, if I, I don't have to click on it. It's called Coin, uh, CoinMap is the old one. Um, the new one is called um, btcmap.org. So btcmap, um, and they have a little, um, I think if I, and they built a, if I scroll to the very bottom, and so I want to scroll to the very bottom. Um, and so they built a relatively simple interface um, that just takes the OpenStreetMap data but also gets only a list of places that have tagged with accepting Bitcoin um, and then displays them wherever they are. Um, and they do this in a way that makes it relatively easy to um, yeah, include this into any existing site with an iframe. Um, and I think that already is like quite, a, quite a solid framework for now having yeah, something that's open source, something that's easily, um, you can run this yourself too. Um, you can change the parameters. You can say, I am a, um, I'm not, so a lot of these places are, are um, places that buy and sell Bitcoin, right? They're, they're kind of brokers. Um, there's also a broker here, Bitcoin Vancouver. Um, there's a broker here in West Vancouver. Um, you could say, I only want to show Bitcoin ATMs on this page. Or you could say, I only want to show restaurants. Or I only want to show um, like convenience stores and things like this. Um, so this is also something that you could build into an existing app. Um, this is something that you can um, also um, like build more like um, feed data to. Uh, for example, there are still quite um, popularly used proprietary maps 
um, especially for ATMs. If you go to coinatmradar.com, then they have a very well-maintained uh, list of ATMs, and they are able to do so because the ATM operators have a strong incentive to upload their own um, places to um, a public directory, including information such as um, can you buy Bitcoin, can you sell Bitcoin, can you buy and sell other currencies, um, on-chain, off-chain, um, is it open 24-7s, and some things like this. Um, so I would like to see all this data um, being kind of replicated in an open source way. Um, and so that we have like, yeah, we don't need to have like a, a consensus-like system, um, but we should have a um, we should have a well-maintained database that helps us um, discover Bitcoin places. And I would even go so far as saying, um, I hope that um, not only does the uh, does the amount of merchants on this map grow uh, and the amount of users on this map grow, um, but that um, the kind of this format of recording data and recording shops and recording, um, yeah, recording our surroundings kind of uh, um, supersedes the uh, proprietary and private alternatives of uh, Google and Apple mm -hmm. Maps. Um, and with uh, the only thing I want to add is, uh, I think I've um, pointed out a little bit, but this is really something that you don't need any coding experience for. Um, this is a very, like, cool thing to get started with contributing to open source uh, development and to contributing to um, the Bitcoin economy uh, to contributing to um, yeah sovereign uh, a sovereign economy um, by simply if you know a shop that accepts Bitcoin um, find out is it on this list make sure all the information is up to date if you're running a business and you don't accept Bitcoin then you can start accepting Bitcoin, but even if you don't, you can still add yourself to the list, maintain your data. Um, if you, um, you can look at that map and just see what's around you. If maybe you do find a cool shop that accepts Bitcoin that you want to try out, um, maybe as of today, more likely you will find a cool, f few cool shops that used to accept Bitcoin. Um, maybe time to remind them to, uh, to implement it again or remove them from the map. Um, it's going to make life a lot easier for people who spend Bitcoin, for businesses that accept Bitcoin. Um, and with these words, I'd like to um, transition into open bit devs. Um, I think hey, Leo, it's Fussler. Can you hear me? Hey. Yeah. Hey, just a quick question. Does that also have um, like ATMs that are around town as well on that map, or is it just more businesses? Theoretically, it should have anything that is like physically has a physical representation. So it also should have ATMs. There are um, specific tags for ATMs. Um, they so that they show up slightly differently, um, but they should definitely be on there. Um, and then um, ideally, the BTC map that I just showed has a bit of a, a filtering way so that you can say I only want to see ATMs right now because I really need to buy some Bitcoin with cash. Um, or you could you should be able to easily filter, oh, I only want to see bars because I would like to have a beer. Um, but the tags are all there. Everything that has a physical presence should ideally be there. Um, and so then the one problem that's then left solving is how do we find online businesses um, that accept Bitcoin. Uh, but actually, that's a bit, of a, a bit more harder problem, um, and that's a problem that we also really haven't solved for, um, for in like the non-Bitcoin world. Uh, Johnny had a question. Um, 
if you want to contribute to the data, do you have to go through btcmap.org or the OpenStreetMap? No, btcmap.org just displays the data. The data exists on OpenStreetMap.org, and that's where, ideally, that's where it's being edited, added and edited. Um, you can submit a business through a simple web form um, on btcmap.org. Um, there's a simple web form there, so if you want to add a business, you want to have like zero effort, like the least amount of effort, and you can just fill out the web form, and they will add the business for you. Um, but if you want to add the raw data, um, which is important if you want to change details about a business, or if you want to um, remove a business, or if you want to um, like add information to an existing business, then you have to add the raw map. But no programming experience necessary whatsoever. And it's not like Google way, uh, Google Business where you claim a, a business address, yeah. just anybody can... Yeah, yeah. so theoretically there is a bit of a moderation process. Um, so if OpenStreetMaps could become super, super popular, um, then uh, there might be a moderation process, for example, where people ask for like sources. Theoretically, there's a, a way to like add a source. Um, I don't expect too much controversy around whether a shop exists or not. You know, that is uh, much easier to find out than maybe OpenStreetMaps controversies exist. They're mainly around things like national borders. You can imagine a, like national lists of various like conflict areas with like borders to be redrawn. Um, there isn't so much. Um, there isn't so much, um, yeah, controversy or whether a shop or not exists or whether a uh, shop accepts a certain kind of payment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so if you're a local to somewhere, maybe you don't have a storefront or an office or something, and you are accepting Bitcoin in your area for services. Yeah. Yeah, um, that yeah, so it is supposed to be like a like a localized thing. So there's of course a gray area, right? Yeah, there's yeah. a gray area where you might be, uh, yeah, you might be a local handyman, um, and but you don't really have an office, right? Um, and so I think it don't, I think um, it's easier to add yourself than to not add yourself, right? Um, so so like you use your home address maybe or. Somewhere. Yeah, or the address where you would typically um, perform like your work, right? Um, the, the that gray area exists because businesses don't all fall into the easy category of I have a sh storefront. Um, there's also, I mean, of course, if a business now runs purely online but has a headquarters, like of course that is still in a valid point, um, even though you can't actually walk into that store and buy something. Um, but I mean, OpenStreetMap wants to wants to just capture the reality of, of of what's happening on the ground. So of course, a online business that has a physical presence somewhere would still be on there somewhere. Um, maybe that is. Um, so these discussions also exist on how that should be tagged. Um, there could, for example, the, the system is relatively easily extendable. Um, so it should be possible to say, I have a business. I accept Bitcoin. My headquarters are here, but I don't have like an open door. I don't have a counter. At the moment, there's pretty much no <laughs> verification. Um, if there was, if there were disputes, um, there could be uh, a moderation process similar to like Wikipedia, where then somebody says, "You want to make that edit? Please back it up with a source." Um, so you would now want to say, "This place no longer accepts Bitcoin. I want to remove it." And my sources, I went there last week. Or this place now does accept Bitcoin. My sources, they're tweet announcing it. Do you have another question? And just the, so you said there's not really anywhere like this for online service. 
Um, so there is, a, there is actually, I mean, um, we can talk about it. There is a place called, um, is it called lightningstores.com? There is an online directory of places that accept lightning payments, and you can upvote and download them um, by how good your experience was or whether you just like the kind of products. And that's definitely a way to explore um, businesses. Um, maybe that could also need a, need a couple of tags. Uh, so maybe you should be able to say ships to BC or ships to Canada or um, like, yeah, online business like with shipping or without shipping. Because of course there's like, casinos on there too. So then it's not so much about whether they ship to here, but just about whether they're available. Thank you.